0: They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you.
1: Coming to get you, Barbara.
2: This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Gavin Eddings. Welcome to the podcast. And we are in the last episode of our guest host era, but the guest host is someone that was so nice, we had her on twice. We want to welcome back Miss Tina McDonald. Tina, welcome back. Hey, I'm the couscous of podcast guests. I'm going to have to ask you to leave because you made gang signs of a rival gang. Uh, also, <laughs> so I'm going to need you to actually leave now. This has been unpleasant. Uh,
1: i've been doing that a lot lately and my boyfriend has been like you have to stop doing that but i'm like i'm "I'm just making hearts he's like you're gonna get in trouble you're like
2: uh the heart actually when you make a heart with your fingers it's actually been adapted by the latin kings and they're gonna see you (laughs) they're gonna see you making it and they're gonna be very upset uh but Tina, people people loved you on the Queen of the Damned episode, they absolutely loved you. I dare I say you are now a bisexual icon of this podcast? Uh, what to be fair, you are the only bisexual on this podcast cause Britt and I are regular straights, but just, <laughs> but just but people were very enamored and just said it was so funny. and I was like, well, we gotta have her back for Jennifer's body. another. Uh, this is just the bisexual awakening series now, where we just talk about movies that made every girl realize, oh, I think I want to go to town on Megan Fox.
1: Oh, I just love Megan Fox with all my guts. Oh God! And also a real life witch. Like I love her so much. If she, you bring up Zodiacs to her, she will talk about it with you. There's interviews. Uh, have you ever seen This Is Forty? The uh the continuation of Knocked Up. Yes, I have. Okay, so she's in it, and you know how uh, Jenna Patel's like, we're going to do a lot of riffing. Just talk normally like you wouldn't think. There is a scene where her, Jason Segel, and the guy who played the cop and bridesmaids, um, they're all in a scene, and she just immediately t- starts talking about Zodiacs, and I'm just like, of course you do, because you're a little crystal mommy who's a Taurus.
2: Yeah, and I didn't realize, because I thought Megan Fox was kind of, kind of passe at this point in my in my life i know she was dating mgk for a while Um, they're married are they married now (laughs) yeah good for him good for him good for him his rap career is not good uh his first pop punk album was great and then his second pop punk album was bad i was like oh you had one good album in you and that was probably just travis barker being like i'll drum for you uh,
1: <laughs> no it's quite literally Travis is like hold my beer and I'm just gonna do this with all of my might and somebody will buy it
2: yeah I didn't know they got married but yeah Megan Fox was kind of pat I was like uh, eh, Megan Fox whatever I've I've heard she's a little cray cray heard she's a little bit uh little bit out there now that I know know that she's an actual witch that that tracks uh but <laughs> yeah but I was but watching Jennifer's body and like Transformers I was like um not to seem like a uh, uh like a, a misogynistic piece of shit but uh she's fucking hot though like she... she's so
1: beautiful and uh, i just love her face with all my guts and like she had an interview where she was talking about the like they were just like obviously the pointing out the obvious like oh my god you are so beautiful you look like a classic beauty like what do you look like she's like i look like my mommy and i'm like oh
2: i'm in love with her
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> so cute <laughs>
2: But yeah, I was watching this. I was like, "Oh yeah, Megan Fox was like at one point, and she still is very hot." But she's like, "Oh, you are like the hottest pervert in 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 the world right now. Like everybody wants to be with you." And is so what is it about Jennifer's body? Because I I realized uh, in the past like couple years or so, Jennifer's body really had like a second life on TikTok. Like TikTokers are like, "Have you seen this? All these Gen Zers, Gen are like." There's this old movie called Jennifer's Body. And I'm like, first off, disrespectful. Uh, Stop saying the word old. You're being really mean. But what is it about Jennifer's Body that, that you think is like connecting with the youth?
1: Um, I don't want to use this term willy-nilly, but the word's iconic. Um, Like, I think it did. I don't know how to chop it up, too. It definitely has become like a cult following. Like, I know I've continuously rewatched it. And I think with the power of TikTok, you have these very specific lines and these very specific scenes that are just like so sexy. And so like the, like I'm going to eat your soul and shit it out. And it's so alpha. And it's, she says it with her whole pussy. They're like, (laughs) Oh, excuse me. So people started using that sound, all these hot girls doing makeup tutorials. So a lot of girls will do like a, and not just girls, don't be an asshole, but like people will do makeup. And then, so they'll start like, they'll start with the, um, you know the plain face, like no makeup on, and then they do a cutaway and like, or like a transition thing, and they use that sound, and it like, you're like, oh, oh fuck, that was so cool, oh I do it again. But then people are like, oh shit, I know that sound, that's Jennifer's body, and so all these little babies who have access to the internet, they're like, oh shit, that's that sound to that movie, they're like, oh my fucking god, what is this? i are like, baby, Diablo Cody was in her fucking prime. She like this era of like. Diablo Cody, Judd Apatow, and uh, I think there was another director that like the the 2000 to 2010s was just mm, 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 so tasty, which is very <laughs> neat. <laughs> it was just so good, just like as far as like camera, like like angles hitting certain things and then also certain like lines. Movies were loving references
2: so much. Yeah, oh, I, I will say I did during one of my notes of Jennifer's Body because if you go back now, because uh, Juno, Diablo Cody also wrote Juno obviously and Juno okay. is a it is a great movie when you see it in 2000 and like 7 2008 it, it is it is a great movie however if if you try to go back and watch it now you're like this I want them to speak normal everything is a little <laughs> everything is a little like too quippy and it's a little like it's a little weird like Jason Bateman falling in love with a pregnant teenager that's not. I wouldn't say he was in love. I think he is a pervert. There's a difference. Um it was,
1: you know what's funny? I remember seeing that movie as a teenager and I'm just like, wow, Jason Bateman's so cool. Watching it as an adult and honestly, I was on some psychedelics rewatching it like in my 20s and then I was like, <laughs> oh no, Jason Bateman's a pervert.
2: <laughs> uh, we uh, as the Republicans say on the internet, he's a groomer. They 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 grooming. He's a groomer. There's grooming. Oh, God. That,
1: that, I will say the references and, like, the uh, very niche way of speaking, it was like Diablo Cody saw Dawson's Creek, and she's like, I'm to, like, I want to up it. I want to be extra <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's like, do you know what was like, check out my hamburger phone? And you're like, oh, everybody's got a hamburger phone now. That's uh, exactly
1: No, all the girls I was in love with had a hamburger phone at some point. <laughs> and, and they're all very hot.
2: I also love that you said you watched Juno you know, on psychedelics. That's not a movie I think you would watch during psychedelics. You're like, I'm gonna take <laughs> shrooms and then watch this team get so pregnant. Like, <laughs> 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 they get so pregnant.
1: I watched that and I also watched Pulp Fiction in that same night. What was I
2: going through? What? That's very that's a very strange double feature. That that's like a that's like a real Barbenheimer for you. <laughs> Uh,
1: you know
2: what? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, my my friend Kevin came over last night, and we watched Oppenheimer because neither of us had seen it. So I watched Oppenheimer, which is a great movie. It's very long. It's mostly talking, and it's but it's it's very good. I liked Oppenheimer a lot. Um, so but Oppen, Oppenheimer, have you seen Oppenheimer?
1: I saw it uh, in theater, and it was just amazing. I saw it in IMAX, and I had a moment.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's amazing. I can only imagine how good all that talking looked on IMAX. Just.
1: There were some scenes. I will say, I feel like the IMAX amplified it. Even with all that dialogue, it wasn't slow. It wasn't boring. It it wasn't a slow burn. It was like, no, we're constantly being stressed. And then you would. Luckily, they did have the scenes where, like, Oppenheimer's deep in thought and just thinking about all these little little things. And you're like, yeah. And IMAX, this is beautiful. If I saw this on regular STV, I would not be entertained.
2: Yeah, it's a very good movie, but it ends very dark. It's a very dark, grim ending. So to watch Jennifer's body immediately after was like the, the nice, fun palate cleanser. So if, you have, if you've ever seen Barbie, you want to like cleanse your palate after Oppenheimer, highly recommend watching Jennifer's body because it is a, it's a fun little palate cleanser after watching the grimness that is Oppenheimer.
1: <sighs> watching the end of Oppenheimer, I'm like, oh God, the world's just a fucking mess because of this genius.
2: Ah! Oh, we, we tried to railroad him and Robert Downey Jr. is a real ass. Oh, he's
1: such a cunt, and it's so <laughs> – he's so good in it, dude.
2: He's so uh, good. I want to see it when all the Oscars. I do want to say, uh, as we get into Jennifer's body, when did – what What was your first experience seeing it? Did, did you see it back in the theater when it came out?
1: I sure did. I can't remember if I saw it in theater, theater, or if I saw it in a drive-in theater. I remember the uphill of, like, we were all very excited because we all saw Juno. But then we saw that Megan Fox was gonna be doing a movie with Diablo Cody, but we saw the scene, like, because that was like the trailer does not do the movie justice because I think they're just trying to be like, it's so horny, it is, but it's like so horny, it's gonna be so gay, and it is, but it's not as gay as the trailer made it look. Um, like all you see is her thumb touching beautiful see Seafried's little face, and they're mm-hmm. kissing, you're like, I'm the fucking god. Yes,
2: buckle up. Well, they actually wanted to market it more as like that they they wanted to make it like more horny marketing. They wanted to make it like mm-hmm. more horny. And the studio at one point said they wanted um Megan Fox to do like interviews with like porn stars on live streams to like promote it. And they never pitched the idea to her because they they knew it was going to um uh, like just depress her isolate and yeah, just like d- depress her and make her realize what am I doing? Because Megan Fox is she's 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 very like sexy. But she's also, like, not – she's a very – she's a trained actress. Like, like she wants to be she's seen as – She's a trained as, actress. She's, like, a real actress. And she wants to be seen as such, but to be like, this is just, like, horny smut. And one of my friends who's on our uh Patreon, who's one of our pa- Patreon subscribers, he was excited when, when I announced we were going to do this movie. He's like, I'm going to now watch it with eyes that are not, like, horny teenage eyes and not with the expectation of, like, nudity. Because you you think this movie is going to be, like, all nudity, and there's none. There's not a titty. It is. It is 140 tittyless minutes of <laughs> of Jim's <Jennifer's laughs> <body. laughs> I've
1: taken that sense. Tittyless minutes, mm. which is something an eighth grader would
2: say. It's like it's 90 minutes of tittyless hours. Why did we even go? It's like a it's like a breast dust bowl. Just nothing. <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> the Great Depression of chesticles. It's nothing. there, there there's nothing that happened. <laughs> And even when you think there is going to be some uh, some boobs, it cuts away because Jennifer, uh, or not Jennifer, Megan Fox, she's a class girl who ain't who, who ain't showing those. She's not showing those, and I think it's because
1: she knows what she looks like, especially the effect of Transformers. Fucking Michael Bay has been sexualizing her since she was fourteen when she did it. She was an extra on Bad Boys Two, and they had to cut her scene. They're like, "Hey, that girl's fourteen. That's fucking weird." <laughs> I and-
2: didn't know that. Is that
1: is that real? Oh brother, let me just tell you, Michael Bay a bitch. I said it. Come at me. Anyway, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna, gonna...
2: I'm ending this podcast now. I'm gonna play Lincoln Park's "What I've Done" and we're gonna cut. To... <laughs> we're gonna cut to directed by Michael Bay, and that's how this podcast ends. How dare you? How dare you?
1: <laughs> so Michael Bay, when he was filming Bad Boys Two, uh, with all the light shimmers, um, there's a club scene and Megan Fox is in it, and she's very beautiful, but she is 14, and that's icky. So she's been working with him for a while, not because she's 14. She doesn't realize that he's a creep. Um, so when he puts her in Transformers, it's all about her appearance. And I think she kind of like realized like, oh, I don't want to just be known as the Hawker. Like I am, I'm beautiful. Look at me. But also you guys don't get to see my boobies because um, you don't deserve it. And also you guys would lose your fucking minds.
2: <laughs> lose
1: my fucking minds.
2: <laughs> he does make, he did make her look the most like, she was just very wet looking in all the Transformers.
1: The word is Dewey. She is
2: Dewey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. When she was on, uh first off, she was in a season of New Girl and she's, yes. I live for her, her being silly. Like, she's not outwardly silly. She, they kind of still leaned into the fact that she is Megan Fox.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a part, she's like, like a, uh, Jessica Day uh asks her, she's like, Reagan, how do you like look so dewy? She's like, I met a, a deal with the devil some time ago, and I'm like, that's a Jennifer that's a that's a, that's a Jennifer's body reference.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so anytime a woman looks like they are glistening in sweat, it's called dewy.
1: It's dewy. There's like glistening and like dewy are the same thing. Sweaty um is a step up, and then wet is like,
2: oh, she fell in a puel. Mm. And did you know that if they are like glistening in a library it's called a Dewey decimal?
1: I don't think we should talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we
2: should be friends. <laughs> Cue Lincoln yeah, Park's I what I Lincoln Park's what I've done is now playing and we are th- th- this podcast is over. <laughs>
1: I like that the, and this podcast put on Lincoln Park, what I've done is a solid meme right now on the oh, internet. Yeah. I'm like, it's
2: so funny. It's so good. I saw one that was with Jesus at the end of like the, the resurrection, at the end of the, the resurrection, he's like, all right, Peter, I have to go now. And Peter's like, "Well, I ever see you again? he's like, maybe someday. What I've i am done! To- oh. Yeah, it's a very good meme. But yeah, I saw... Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, So the, thank you for letting us know that Michael Bay is a creep. I did not know that. And that Dewey is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing Jennifer's Body in theaters as well, and people really liked it, but it didn't do well. Like, people didn't know how to didn't know how to market it. It was like this weird, horny, but not horny, really sweet movie or whatever. And rewatching yeah. last night when I watched it, after Oppenheimer, I wa- <laughs> It was my first time seeing it since seeing it in theaters. I, I had not seen yeah. it for 15 years. And my girlfriend watched part of it with me. And she's a, a professor of communication and does stuff with, like, gender studies and queer rhetoric and stuff like that. And she's like, I don't know. It's, it's going to be really gory. It's going to be bad. And then she's like, this is this is the most queer movie. This is – it, it plays on stereotypes of, like, the violent queer and, like, how queerness can, like, scare you and, like, make you want to oh. – and I was like, what? And she's like, I need to watch this again and like break it down. I was like, okay, um, but what about that makeout scene, though? Uh,
1: <laughs> Such a boy. I love that your shorty recognized that too, because as I've gotten older and like been have a lot more self awareness about self hate, especially when it comes to queer identity. Like, oh god, I'm so glad we're covering this because this movie it has an allegory for just oh god, I can't. I can't wait to start this because it's going to be so fucking good. No, like what they did not know how to market this movie properly because it is one of the things that it, it has a lot of, I can't, it has a lot of depth. It has a lot of depth to it. I do do believe, I feel like they should have done this movie though, would not high schoolers, mm. maybe college students, maybe adults. And I wouldn't feel so weird now as an adult watching teenagers make out. I'm just like, I would like if they were 25 year olds kissing,
2: Please remake this and make it a series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people want a sequel. Like people want more from it, and the it's it's very. I I like I said I hadn't watched it fifteen years. I'd forgotten a lot about it, except I knew that Jennifer um Megan Fox played like a succubus. I forgot the whole thing with with the band. Um, I forgot Adam Brody is a shit. I forgot shit. I, Adam Brody is a really underrated shit character actor like he's really good at it yeah because he plays a lot of really shitty characters sometimes like he was in uh oh what was that uh promising young woman i think it was i love promising young woman that movie is so fucking good and was he in that i think he was one of the nice guys i think he was in yeah let me check here i know Bo Burnham was in it. Yeah. And like he's a
1: very likable character. And you're like, bitch, you were holding the camera.
2: Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Uh, let me see. What? Uh credits actor. Yep, he was in Promising Young Woman. He's one of the guys who I think is trying to like uh she like is drunk and he's like trying to like go down on her or whatever in that movie. So mm-hmm. uh Promising Young Woman is like a forgotten gym, really, but he's it it casts like a lot of like Hollywood nice guys as like really shitty predators. Um so Adam Brody, really underrated shitty guy.
1: Yeah. He's uh one of those actors. He plays a shitty guy so often I'm like, I'm gonna find out you're gonna crystalia so hard. I'll
2: find (laughs) out you're actually a piece of shit and I'm gonna be very sad. It's like art imitating life, imitating uh art. And you're like, oh no, he knows so he knows it so well because he's bad. He's a this is it's like, we can't let Chris D'Elia play a pedophile on two separate series and then find out that he's, like, not kind of a creep. He,
1: oh my god, have you looked more into that whole situation? I hate to sidetrack, but, like, he was talking to, like, like 50 other women who are very young, and he's, like, constantly messaging them. Like, it's very manic. Like, mm-hmm. there was a comic who's, like, not a big comic. He's like, I know people are going to think that I'm just being an open micer Hayden. But he's like, I talked to so many women about this who share similar things and have evidence of like, hey, he likes to like – he has this idea that he wants to have a cult of hot girls that love him. And I'm like, could you just fucking not?
2: Can, Is you not, can, can you just like go up and like do your hour and sell your merch and go home? Uh, Pick what? one. Like start, start with one girl. What? Uh, Take her back, back to the hotel room. Give Give her the experience and then leave them alone. Leave them alone. You don't need a cult of women.
1: You don't need a call to woman, and I do request that she be an adult, and she also be into you. <laughs> Why
2: are you like this? I I think we're asking too much here. I think we should just. I think um, maybe maybe, <laughs> I think the standards are too high. I think that the uh, may, <laughs> like she can either be into you or of age. You, I don't know if you've been out there in the dating world lately, but you can't have it all. You 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 cannot have it all. Oh no! I just got bam. <laughs> <mad. laughs> <laughs> no, but I I agree. Consent and uh to consent and age of consent are very important. I
1: feel like if you're um, in your 30s or 40s, you are not allowed to date somebody below 25 because 25 is when our brain's fully developed and they can make rational decisions of whether or not you suck.
2: Well, I have a 17-year-old. Well, I I have to text a 17-year-old today who's going to be very sad at some news. So they're going to have to get
0: over it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like that. They have to f- it's so close to prom though, Tina. It's so close to prom. <laughs> this is bad. Stop it. <laughs> no. These are all jokes for legal purposes. I am
1: my- This is a satire. Otherwise, yeah. I'm burning all of Gavin's pops.
2: <laughs> You're going to see all my Funko Pops. No, don't, don't, don't do that. I need my Funko Pops. Um yeah. I need <laughs> Uh, for, for the record, my my girlfriend is actually five years older than me, so. Good. It's how it should be. <laughs> yes, it's how it should be, because I have mother issues. Uh, for, some,
1: for those that can't see, I just threatened
2: Gavin with my body language. I just squared up on you, him You camera. really And, I, and like, a, like a bitch, I did flinch at a girl coming at me through, uh, <laughs> through, through, through a Zoom chat. So I was like, oh, <laughs> huh, huh, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> she yelled at me. All right, let's get into Jennifer's body here a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about the opening scene. You've got uh, Needy in the asylum. She's known as a kicker. Um, If you were in an asylum, would you also be a kicker?
1: (laughs) You know when you're fighting with your siblings and your little one does just like one of these. Yeah, (laughs) just like turtle fight. And uh, I don't know if I would be a kicker. Yeah, I'd be a kicker because like when I get tickled. It's, I'm um, like, throw
2: arms, throw legs, throw everything. So, <laughs> yes. If you were in an asylum, what would you be? Um, I don't, I'd, I'd just be so, I'd be the quiet one that everybody would be like, I I think I'd be like the quiet one that everybody had to worry about. But I, but my personality is like so outgoing and like funny. I'd be like, what's going on, everybody? Let's be friends with everybody. And then I would uh ultimately like talk shit behind people's backs. And then I'd end up getting like stabbed probably. Um, If we're, <laughs> may, if we're being realistic. <laughs> the talker. Yeah, I'm the quiet one, but also the one who's like, "Oh, I'm the one that's making things happen behind the scenes, stirring the pot." Yeah, that's why on Game of Thrones, my favorite my favorite character was Littlefinger, uh, mm. because he he didn't do anything except be a except be Bitch. a be a shit the whole time. Just he was behind the scenes, <laughs> just like doing everything. It's like chaos to a ladder, and you're like, "It is a ladder. It is a it ladder. Is a ladder. <laughs> it is a ladder." I like your impression of him. It was
1: really good. Yeah, <laughs> chaos is a ladder you're like okay watching Littlefinger die was so tasty you're like yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right
2: (laughs) did you ever watch The Wire
1: uh no I didn't actually my mom watched it and I would catch glimpses of it
2: (laughs) you're like family movie night you're like let's watch The Wire about the Baltimore (laughs) drug scene he plays um um mayoral candidate in that or like a city councilman also a shit that actor just plays a shit the whole time we're going to find out he's a shit. I know. <laughs> he's a really shitty mayor in real life. <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> But you have the scene in the asylum. So you've got this where you know something bad's going to happen. And then it cuts to high school life. And I love Amanda Seyfried with mm-hmm. all my heart. She is forever Karen from Mean Girls to me. She is so funny. And people... Uh, people are going to talk about how hot Megan Fox is in this, and she is so sexy. But Amanda Seafried, something about the way she looks like Arthur the Aardvark in those glasses just does it for me.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> no, i tell
2: you How dare you? No, no, I mean that. I mean I that with the most crazy. respect. I mean that with the most respect. Like those little glasses and the way that she looks like PBS's Arthur. I'm like, what is? Why is this? I've never been more upset that you brought this up to me. I was just <laughs> like, oh my god, she's Arthur. She bright. She got the itty bitty <laughs> glasses and she's got lessons to teach me. Okay. Right? Yeah, lessons to, and those big old boobies. Oh God! pet all movies, yeah, I don't know what it is about that that does it for me. It's like that shy naivety like in it oh god it's it just huh there's a I feel like these two episodes of the podcast, the audience is learning way too much about what I'm into, and I blame you one hundred percent
1: What's Gavin into? I like the lady who tells me what
2: to do with glasses Yeah. So. <laughs> I like a little. Uh, I like a little. Ma- I like a little mousey girl. I, that, that's what I like. A little, yeah. little, mousy. A little mousy girl. It's
1: because you're mousy. Am I?
2: Thank, well, well, thank you. I, I guess that's good. But you're
1: like, you're like the mouse that like wants to make ratatouille.
2: I'm like, <laughs> that's a rat. Um, it's in the name, ratatouille. Uh, so I'm, uh, I've gone, gone from being like a cute little Stuart little to you are a sewer rat who hangs under the wing. <laughs> What's funny is I am both Linguini and the rat, apparently. So (laughs) You are. That's funny. Inside you, inside every man, there are two wolves. There are Remy and Linguini. And I am somehow both at the same time. (laughs) That is funny. Uh, Yes, I'm very talented. I'm very good at this podcast (laughs) thing. But I, being so I know this is so they're like, what is are they going to talk about how bisexual well, yes. everything is and be like, we'll get to that one once we talk about Linguini and Arthur. It's coming. OK, it's, it's coming. coming. But I just I think Amanda Seyfried does a, such a good job as um, as like the as like the needy best friend. I think it's mm-hmm. I also wrote that Chip is just Patrick Stump. He is just Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy.
1: That's 100% true. Patrick's done before he came out. He's definitely just like, I just want to love you and be there for you. Megan, Jennifer's a fuck, babe. Like, don't be like this. <laughs> um, Needy, um, as a character and as a narrator, is a very good narrator. And um, I really love how, I love any kind of movie that like, you're starting the movie at the end slash middle.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I love that they started it like with her in the asylum. And there's like, what happened here? And like, hell is a teenage girl, Cut to high school. And then you have these very clear shots of devil's kettle, their hometown, which, you know, we're both from smaller towns. Wait, are you from Evansville?
2: I am from Evansville. Yes.
1: I wouldn't count that as a small town. You guys are like city light. You're like, not really a city.
2: Yeah. We, we want to be a city real bad. Like, it's like, we have three Walmarts and they're like, we're a city. We are an action. We are a proper, we are a proper city. <laughs> we
1: have a downtown um so like that like the images to describe devil's kettle it like resonates with my little small brain and i'm just like no 100% you have this, the entryway into this the town you have a thing you guys are known for which is a whirlpool that eats up something and you don't know where it goes and i eat that shit up mm-hmm. um so you have these very simple things that make a town very they everyone knows each other everything is very close niche. they have a lot of likes like, like a small town usually has a lot of love for their high school sports team,
0: which feels
1: weird sometimes when you really look at the big picture of a like, small town. They're like, fuck yeah, our high school football team. I'm like, these are children whose knees are going to be trash in their 30s. <laughs>
2: just, this I girl, was, it's just
1: like modern day slavery. It's whatever.
2: <laughs> I was talking to uh, Ryan Neemiller. We were on the road last weekend together, and we were talking about how uh, you've done comedy shows where you, you show up and they're like, man, you should have been here last week uh, b- because there was like 150 people at this show. But this week, the high school's playing their rival high school. So the show's going to be a little light. And we came up with this joke where it's like, yeah, high, <laughs> high school's playing, the, playing their rival other high school. <laughs> other high school, which is just another
1: county over, which is technically only two miles away because these little
2: townships are like in between cornfields. Yes, and they're like, we hate you. <laughs> you, you from the wrong side of the cornfield. You are, our corn's better than this
1: I, You're on County Road 130, you, you get fucked.
2: <laughs> what was like your big high school rivalry in your town?
1: <laughs> um, so my hometown, um, ours, our like high school mascot was the Trojans, and the surrounding towns were like Knightstown, Rushville, and I don't remember their mascots or what their high school was known for. But I think we had beef with maybe Muncie. Maybe oh. Knightstown. Knightstown makes sense, and so does uh, definitely Rush County. And, um, yeah, that's all I can think of, because I didn't give a fuck in high school. I was too busy hanging out with my boyfriend and being <laughs> on speech team. <laughs> I will say this, as, speech team, as a speech team member... We did have rival a lot with Indianapolis and Carmel, like, because their children's parents were there, so they could afford doing <laughs> research for their part.
2: Ours, <laughs> uh, our big rivalry in Evansville is modern day, the modern day Wildcats versus the Wrights Panthers. And modern day is the Catholic high school on the west side of town, and Wrights is the public high school on the west side of town. And I don't know if you if in your city, there was like a side of town that was like really prideful about like where they're from in Evansville. If you're from the west side, it's like a badge of honor. So basically, our high school rivalry is the Catholics versus people who think they're cowboys, but they're in Evansville. It's like country. We we from the west side, we country. It's like you're driving new Ford F-150s. That's not country.
1: That's not country. And also I love the idea of like we have the Catholics versus Cowboys and cosplay. Let's go. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I literally cannot handle that. That's City so goofy. shuts down.
2: It's like a it's like a huge deal. They're like, oh Rice is playing modern day this week. And I was like, yeah, and what's funny is a lot of times they're both like sometimes not good. And they're like, this is the biggest game of the year. I was like, they're both 0 and seven. Like what is, like who's gonna like <laughs> Like who's gonna? Are we really that into it? Are we? Are we gonna do that 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 year or whatever? So yeah.
1: Okay. Sidetrack. Okay. So you cut into like needy watching uh, Jennifer. I love that Jennifer's a flag girl and not a cheerleader. I was like, I like that we didn't go with a stereotype because flag girls were also hot, but she's the hottest flag girl I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but you just kind of you immediately get an idea of their friendship. And like where she's just watching her friend twirl this little fan, like a flag with all her guts. And she's just like, that's my friend. And it feels very emotionally supportive. Uh, but then like you peep in shorty over here, you're being like such a lesbo, like first off, mean, but that's like a tell of like one, definitely that era, that year, I feel like, what year did this movie come out? It was like 2009. 2000, I was 17, okay. Um, but it's I feel like it is very much telling of like we were constantly making gay jokes and thinking that it would compensate for something, but like half of those people are making gay jokes are very gay now. Mm -hmm. But like somebody who like can just because not taking account that girls can just be friends and not be gay, but then you find out later there's a lot of layers to this, like where they just definitely have this very codependent, like possibly I'm in love with you situation. But like it's one of those things where like it's a lot. It comes with a lot of self hate and a lot of just like control issues. So you have somebody peeping in, just like you guys are gay. Just like first off, no, I have a boyfriend. He's right here, and I'm just supporting my friends. So you see this, like you get a very clear view off the jump. I think. Um, what happens after that?
2: Um, I I was gonna say the uh, they are very supportive of each other. I had a really good point I was gonna make, and now I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, I did did write with with the gay references. Uh, this movie has an F slur and it has oh. and it has a couple R words in there, too, which and uh, a few D words. Yeah, there's a lot Uh, where you're like, oh, God, because it was written. And I know that there's a lot of, like re, like revisionist history about things that we talk about on the podcast where like in the movie Monster Squad, a family friendly horror movie. Like, they they drop an F-slur, like, immediately, and you're like, this is a family-friendly movie, and it's like, <laughs> and I, I know it was like, it, it was a different time, but it really was, because this was, uh it came out in 2009, but Diablo Cody wrote it in 2006, the same time she wrote Juno. So, in 2006, we were all calling each other that, and referencing that, but it feels like, why was, why, why, why was that okay? What? why was that okay
1: it was a weird time and especially i feel like um, a big thing around that era is like you had women who were genuinely very queer but then you have the um not generically what's the word i'm looking for stereotypically beautiful women if they were dare queer they're only doing it for attention and it's only for sexual gaze um and i don't know why it immediately came with like this a lot of like I don't think we talk enough about the self hate with women when it comes to being queer. It was really weird. It was a weird time for sure. Um, oh, okay. So uh, Amanda Seyfried and uh, Jennifer. Okay, so Jennifer and Dee are then like walking through the high school, and she's like, "There's gonna be a band.
2: There's gonna be a like, band. They're called low, band of, They're called Low Shoulders. Shoulder. Shoulder. They're, they're gonna play at the Melody, and like Low Shoulder is not a good band name. And that it is, is not." I was like, it's the side of a road, I guess? Is that what, a, I guess that's what it is?
1: Um, It's like when you're like on a road and the shoulder where you would like, if you needed to pull off
2: is lower oh, than the road. Okay. And then you, you, so you just go into like the woods. <laughs> if you this pull
1: podcast over. is here to teach you about how to handle the road.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if if you see somebody with their lights on flashing, move the left lane so you don't hit them with your car while they're trying <laughs> to change their tire. But they're going to go see Low Shoulder. And did you know that they were actually, before casting Adam Brody as that shit Adam Brody, uh, that they were going to, uh, (laughs) before they cast him as Nikolai Wolf, they actually considered real rock stars for the role.
1: Do you have a list of rock stars that they considered?
2: I have two. It's okay. The year is 2009. So this was shot around 2008. What two rock stars do you think they, they considered for the role?
1: Being that I know that some of the members of Maroon 5 are in this,
2: in 5? No. There is, okay. Adam Levine was not considered, so.
1: Hilarious. Uh, okay. Um, so, we're talking rock stars. Are we talking, like, pop punk? Yeah, Are go pop like, punk.
2: Go pop punk.
1: Think Warp Tour uh, 2008. Fallout Boy?
2: Yes. But which number okay. of, of Fall Boy? Which number of Fall Boy? Pete Wentz. Pete
1: Wentz.
2: Pete Wentz is one of them. Pete Wentz was absolutely cool. one of them. And Pete then, Wentz,
1: I thought he was Filipino for most of my life. Nope.
2: <laughs> nope. He's just dark haired and white. Uh, no, he's half Jamaican. Is he half Jamaican? I would not go with Still Jamaican. that. I would I would not of all the things I would have guessed he was a mixture of, Jamaican would not come into the would, would not come into the middle. I've talked about this with other Filipinos and we all dealt with the loss. We're like, that's not one of ours. <laughs> <laughs> and Our then family- and then the other one I'll go ahead and cause we could go through all the pop punk bands forever. You're like, you yeah, yeah. something corporate. No. Uh, if you want to go real deep cut there, uh, but uh, Joel Madden from, uh, good Charlotte. Okay. Uh, okay. I've seen, Joel, I've seen Joel try to host ink master. It is not good. Uh, <laughs> I do.
1: I want to say the guy that plays the goth kid. That's like into Jennifer. Um, I can't remember that character. Oh, what name. is his?
2: Uh it is, let me pull it up. Here I have it on IMV. Uh it is uh Colin. It's Kyle Gallman. Oh. Colin does a look, it is giving Joel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like that energy is there. But
1: like, I nice fucking no, we don't need to have good Charlotte anything. Because Joel, I don't think good Charlotte would I would put in the realm as pop punk. I would put that is like
2: swag punk. I'm just like, okay. I've never heard swag punk before. I've never heard of that. It's
1: not a thing. It's a thing I just made up. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) It's like... The thing about, like, I'm a little... Because I like my niche bands, and I do, like, a lot of hardcore and punk music, but I'm going to tell you something right now. Good Charlotte's just fucking boys whose parents could afford like them to take band lessons. And they're... (laughs) They finger... The way they finger girls is just with the middle finger. And I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs)
2: God. <laughs> eh. that's how you know they're edgy they're like yeah he fingered me but he really told me he didn't give a fuck while doing it uh.
1: <laughs> the same boys who loved um good charlotte also wanted to be bam margera you're like okay cool you have not a personality i don't know what you got
2: not that uh for the record what is bam gonna do next whatever the fuck i want uh <laughs> <laughs> i hope he's okay uh he's coming to evansville in like a few weeks for a horror con he does con appearances now
1: keep forgetting he's alive and i and people remind me and yeah.
2: i'm like well ryan dunn's the one who unfortunately passed away but that. but we keep unfor- and i, I don't want to be too dark about it but he's had a lot of band murders had a lot of issues so it is like when you're like did he die is he dead is he dead he's not he's very alive is this a
1: clone
2: <laughs> is, is, is this an avril melissa situation what is this we don't okay we we can't start this.
1: We cannot start this. We'll talk about we'll have a whole other thing for conspiracy theories.
2: Okay. But let's go back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Be like what? I'm sorry too. Just Google Avril and Melissa, okay? Avril and Melissa goes it, how how deep does this go? How deep does it go? Uh, it goes all the way to the top. It goes to the top. They go see the uh they they go see the band Low Shoulder at the Melody Inn and uh surprise Chris Pratt a bunch of faggles
1: he said that like like as if it's an ego mixed in with cat word and yeah. it's very similar to me oh prior to them going to the melody Inn. um you uh, get another clear picture of their friendship and their relationship together is like so um needy's getting ready she's like because jennifer told her to wear something cute and she's like that meant something very specific to my friend so I couldn't, like, show too much of my stomach. I couldn't, like, show too much of my breasts because tits are her trademark. I was like, but you have the fattest titties. But so, <laughs> oh, but she's, word. like, getting ready and her boyfriend's ready at, get with her. And I just love this scene where she's getting, and she's like, this is my rock look. He's just like, those pants are hella low. I can see your front womb. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, so he's like, I can see your front butt. I'm pretty sure I can see your womb. And I'm like... Chip, you're so sweet. you are being silly. Um, but like she knows that she is there right before she even shows up. And I'm like that is, and like he points out like that's fucking weird. And what you find out later to the movie there's like this weird connection between them. It's not even just emotional stuff. There's something, there's something deeper going on and I can't wait to get more into it. So uh, she knows that she's there, but when they get together, they're about to leave or they're like, "Let hurry, let's go to the club. He's like, Melodiana is not a club. It's a (laughs) bar. Uh, But she like, she like, you're stupid. You're stupid. She like pushes her really hard for some reason. And I don't know if that's just a thing for, like, I I remember being friends with that type of girl. And it is the girl who's like, the way she communicates and shows any kind of thing, it's a control thing where she realized she's being playful too much, so she has to be extra mean. Mm. But the pushing thing, you're like, fuck, what the fuck was that? Or bringing up sex in conversation. And a lot of people, I feel like, they're like, oh, that's just dialogue for the movie. Like, it's much more than that. Because there's a certain type of girl that brings up sex uh, with your significant other. Granted, they're in high school and it's a thing that happens. Just like, it's just like typhoon in here. Have you guys been fucking? You're like, bro, shut your fucking mouth. You're being so rude right now. (laughs) (laughs) Knock it the fuck off. And it's a, you just kind of see this very conducted control thing like this is your friend you treat her really fucking weird you act like she's less than you but she's still your friend it doesn't make no sense Ugh, god
2: we're gonna pack a lot of girl shit today <laughs> it's a lot and yeah they definitely have like that biff connection and bff necklaces they got that connection going on and yeah yeah the um have you guys been fucking it smells like Thai food in here or whatever it's like that is such a weird diablo cody written line but it, it is so much. <laughs> but was it a way of Jennifer to like bring up sex in a way that's that is almost superior to needy? Or how do you th- why? Why did she bring it up? You think?
1: I think she brings up the sex smell in general just to conduct to bring it up in conversation and just like I don't think it's to talk down. Yeah, it is a way to talk down to her, but it's a I'm gonna bring up sex. I'm gonna bring up the fact that you're having sex with your boyfriend who is fucking lame. Like, it's, I think it's a way to bring up sex in the way between, like, you guys having sex is so stupid. Like, it's so fucking lame. And when you find out later that they've, like, canoodled a little bit, it's interesting. There's just like, yeah, you can hang out with your fucking boyfriend, even though Jennifer has been fucking. Throughout her years of being a teenager, which she brings up when they go to the bar, yeah. she like brings this up back and forth. And it's just like, I can fuck whoever I want. You don't get to fuck anybody and be in love with somebody. That's fucking stupid.
2: Yeah. She's not even a backdoor virgin anymore.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> no, yeah. So, cut back to come back to the Melody Inn, which I love that every small town has a Melody in. Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Has a Melody Inn. We're not small, but we have a Melody Inn. My hometown has a Melody in.
2: Oh, yeah. Did you t- – did-
1: do you guys have a melody in?
2: Oh, yeah. We have several of them. And I've performed at probably <laughs> all of them. It is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it a chain? No. That's the thing. All I... these Ins are not connected.
2: Ugh. I hated I hated the melody in scene because I've done stand-up at that fucking place to those people who did not enjoy what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is just like that weird conservative type area of like, ugh. You're just like, I don't like this. Not a anymore. lip in the
1: house. Everyone looks like
2: this. Everybody... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if they if they show their lips where are they going to put their skull they can't <laughs> where are they going to put it <laughs> where are they going to put it More oh like a, fuck I don't like the way his liberal jokes are going right now I don't like the way he I don't about... like
1: that he reminds me of my nephew trying to educate me in my garage
2: I don't like the way he talk about my president <laughs> <laughs> I you meet Adam Brody and he is just immediately like like he said he is a shit. He wants to they they're like a death cult. He he makes some assumptions about Jennifer that she's a virgin because she's just so hot she's not gonna give it up. And it yeah. is very <laughs> much a are you doing an act out right now? What are you? <laughs> you are moving your chair. No, um, the the office
1: has a hydraulic desk, and I, I'm like I want to stand up. I love that.
2: I love that I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> to the yeah. people who can't see, do it. Do it. it's up. a standing up. Yeah, She she just (laughs) stood up, and I was like, what is – are we about to do an act out? Is this a TikTok dance about to go down? I
1: do feel like I am going to be very dramatic during this discussion of what happens in this movie. Um, Okay.
2: So we get to the scene in the bar, and we've had Chris Pratt saying his stuff and whatever, and you get to the band, and then uh, fill us in what you think about the whole band stuff.
1: Ugh, all their eyeliner. I, okay, so we talked about it for a second, is that some of the band has members of Maroon 5 in it, which they bring up later, which I think is very goofy. But I'm just like, why are these guys in here? They're not, they're not in the band anymore, I'm pretty sure. But, like, so for some reason, Jennifer is just like, oh, my God, look at them. They're, like, from the city and shit, which you get reminded real quick. I'm like, right, she's still hot. She's hot, but she's still a small-town hottie. So she's just <laughs> like you're so fucking cool and shit. I'm just like, you're stupid. <laughs> she's not stupid, but she's a teenage girl. I have to, you get, I feel like as an adult, I get reminded, I'm like, oh, right. All stylus and shit. You're a fucking redneck. Anyway, with her little cowboy boot, she walks up there, she's saying, "Hey, I saw you guys on MySpace. That's
2: so cool. <laughs> Which is like, oh, what, what's the place in time this movie takes place during MySpace era? It's the, it's the MySpace era.
1: But pre Tumblr still. What
2: uh, a time. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's like pre... It's like pre... Post MySpace, pre-Tumblr. That that uh, that real tum- sweet spot in history.
1: Uh-huh. My Tumblr had a lot of, like, GIFs of Megan Fox's Jennifer in slow motion.
0: Just Iconic. Ha-ha.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway. So she, likes sees them. She's, like, I really, like... She's, like, really vibing with them or trying to. And um, Nia's <laughs> just, like... <laughs> she is definitely the awkward friend just like
2: oh yeah i that is the worst moment when like somebody's trying to flirt with somebody and you're like i don't want to be here anymore i can't be here right
1: <laughs> i hate watching my friend because i feel like uh, i've seen my friend have horny face i've i don't like it i've seen my friend it on another person and they wanted me as a wingman because they're like bisexual woman you'd be a great woman wingman i'm like no i fucking hate this please I do anything. <laughs> this is stupid and i don't like seeing you have like there's something with like every person I think most humans have the flirty face, which like there's an eyebrow change, and
2: they're just like <laughs> 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 They're like what's going on? Uh w- when I when you need to wingman, I need you to use your bisexual magic to make this person who's not interested in me be slightly less interested in me. Like I need you to just make
1: also, it- <laughs> I'm gonna make her feel safe and take her away from the situation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you so, are, you're the bisexual escort. You're like, we're gonna get you out of here. We're gonna get you out of here.
1: I'm sorry, my friend's being weird. That's uh, that's on him. Um, okay, so Jennifer's like turning and She's like, do you guys want to do like <laughs> 9/11 shooters? <laughs> <laughs> They're red, white, and blue, but you have to drink them fast, or they turn kind of brownish. Yeah, is a sentence that is up here forever, Gavin.
2: Rent free I mean, you to your just... Roman Empire. <laughs>
1: 9 11 shooters. It's mm-hmm. so inappropriate. It's so funny. So they're like, she's like, Jennifer, how are you going to get fucking shots? We're well, not 21, obviously. She's like, I'll just play Hello Titty with the bartender, which, gory? <laughs> <laughs> well, you are putting yourself in danger, but also, I'm like, you Get your shots. Yeah. So she goes to get, so while Jennifer goes la down to go get shots, Needy, being the friend she hears, which I really like this shot, you just see. Her face, kind of hearing what they're saying, they're like, what do you think about her? She's like, there's no way that girl's a virgin. Well, these small towns, those girls never fucking put out. And Needy, being the friend that she is, thinks that these guys just want to fuck this girl, her friend. She's like, you know what? She is a virgin. And she, that beats, hooking up with creeps like you.
2: Yeah. And, she, <laughs> yeah. and she throws her head back and walks away. And she's like, damn it. <laughs>
1: It fucking got their asses which i love these moments that anytime a small person with an undeveloped brain like follow like i just fucking killed that fucking insult oh and they yeah. don't think about that for the next 10 years i know i have <laughs> and, but she like so jennifer comes back she's like oh they didn't fill up this shot enough and she's <laughs> like jen those guys fucking suck let's let's not not do that they like she, i think she brings up to them that like Hey, they think you're a virgin, or like they they they're like wanting to try to hook up. She's like, I'm not even a backdoor virgin. No thanks to Roman. I didn't get to go to Six Flats that weekend. I had to sit on a bag of frozen peas. <laughs> the the lisp that comes with that because she talks about getting anal and she had to sit on a bag of frozen peas. And I'm like, I think
2: ah, we've all been there. No.
1: We've all been there. <laughs> Oh, Frozen Peas is not my go-to for aftercare, though. (laughs) What? Like, I just don't think a bag of Frozen Peas, like, that means he did muscle damage. And I'm just like, what happened to you? (laughs) I I found myself so fixated on that scene for years. I'm just like, a bag of Frozen Peas? (laughs) The little list that comes with it?
2: Oh, it's so, it's like adorable. Also traumatizing, but adorable,
1: like, Peas. You know, traumas is like super cute.
2: It's so, um, so cute. It's so cute. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's defined me this long. Why not do it more? So she um
1: does fuck it and just the band starts music. So she, I never even think I don't even think she ever gets the shots to those dudes. No. Um and then the song that is played throughout this movie and is like a theme, and I love that we grow to hate it. It's just like through the trees,
0: I will find you.
2: Yes, it's very like it's very like pop punkish, whatever. And, yeah, soft boy shit. And then the bar starts to burn down. They burn down yes. the bar and kill a
1: lot of people. Let's talk about the scene, but during their performance, it's almost very enchanting. And you kind of like knowing what you I know now in the movie, like what happens throughout it. You like see this scene where it kind of like closes in on Jennifer's face. She's like, "Wow, this is amazing." Needy's not into this. So she's not really paying attention, but she's like holding her friend's hand because her friend's like, oh my God, this movie, this band's about to play. This is so exciting. Like friends do, kind of. Mm-hmm. But she realizes that her friend is super into this band that sucks and she didn't listen to her or whatever. But like, there's this moment where you kind of realize she's like watching her with like admiration and love and she's like, fuck. And then they stop holding hands and there's this like face of like, oh no. <laughs>
0: oh
1: no, I'm so upset. Which, I don't know if it was like, uh... Because I think about this scene where is she upset that her friend is into this band? Because I'm like, you're not really into her sometimes. Or are you upset because your friend didn't listen to you and you have a bad feeling? So there's a lot of mixed feelings about this scene. So all of a sudden, this band is playing this enchanting music, getting all the teen girls dampy-damp, um, <laughs> except for Needy. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, a fire starts to happen, and the lead singer is kind of like, huh. I thought they made that happen, Brujita stuff. <laughs> not really. <laughs> so things start to crash down, and it happens very fast. And like Jennifer's like in a, a phase, like I don't Ooh. know what to call that. She's comatose. like very kinda, a little kinda, comatose. Yeah, like she was so enchanted, she's not paying attention. So Needy is like, "We gotta get you out of here," because I love that you sh- again. You see it a uh, a glimpse of their friendship and their love. She's like, "I gotta get my bitch out of here." So she immediately gets her friend out of there. But you're seeing. All of these people die. Some of them, that you think die anyway. Mm-hmm. So she gets her out of the bar, and all of a sudden, the lead singer is just like has a whiskey and his jacket zipped up, <laughs> and he's like, well, where did he get this whiskey? It's because he's been planning this. He's just like, wow, I just really think we should get back to my van. It'd be crazy if we went back to my van. To <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? Um. Needy describes him as like a creepy tree, like mm-hmm. that she saw as a little kid, like dead and rotted. And I, I love that because I love that little scene where you see her as a little girl seeing this big crazy tree, and it's just like, Oh yeah, he's like creepy and like a yeah. like, like a skinny man. hmm So all of a sudden Jen is like going with them, but Needy's not going. And she's trying to pull her friend and she's like, Needy, shut up. I'm just gonna go to their really cool van. I'm like, oh fuck.
2: Yeah, you so, never you never follow a van to a second location if that location is a van.
1: Now the second location in the van is the worst. It's gonna be a third location, and your guts will be out. <laughs> so Needy is like, fuck, I lost my friend basically, and like gets back home. And it's probably been like what an hour now because she doesn't, needy doesn't have her mom's, doesn't have Jennifer's keys. Yeah. Jennifer's key because like in, earlier in the movie you see that Jennifer has her mom's Chrysler Sebring. Yeah. Which is, I don't know why I think that's silly. Um. So she like gets back home and she's super stressed out. She's like, what the fuck just happened? So she calls Chip and tells him everything that's happened. He's like, that's really weird. But she hears a noise. She's like, let me call you back. She gets to, I think she just hears, like, stuff throughout the kitchen, and then Mm -hmm. she gets to the door, and there's Jennifer just bloodied, and, like, looking, like, really weird and smiling, looking like the Babadook, real creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's the thing I'm thinking of, but she just, like, has this, like, raised hot girl smile, and, like, all of a sudden...
2: Yeah, I love that when yeah. Jennifer's show shows up, she immediately goes to the refrigerator and starts eating like a chicken. And she's like, "Oh, we got got that from Boston Market. We we shouldn't actually eat that right now, or whatever." And it's like the instincts. Yeah, the instincts of like, "Oh, my mom's gonna be mad. We're eating that Boston Market chicken right now. We we shouldn't be doing this." <laughs>
1: That girl, this is before they discovered Costco chicken, I guess, because mm-hmm. Boston Market's fine. But I love, <laughs> just like, actually, um, my mom got that from Boston Market. Could you, like, not? And she's like, Wah! just like, <laughs> it's the zatter. And then throws up all this prickly stuff. It looks like tar, but it also kind of reminds me of Venom. Um,
2: yeah. but <laughs> It's a symbiote.
1: It's a symbiote, but she, like, throws this up. And she's like, what is happening? but all of a sudden, like, I can't remember how they get to the doorway, but all of a sudden, like, Needy's scared and, like, Jennifer like, seems like, obviously not herself, but is like, still there's this glimpse of her being herself where she pushes Needy and she's like, he's scared. I'm like, I am slightly aroused, but yes, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) But she, like, puts her lips up to her and she's like, never mind, bite. And she, like, leaves. And you're like, interesting because mm-hmm. later on you find out she killed a few people like killed one person before yeah. getting to needy but she like changed her mind but um so the next day they're in school and needy had just been like cleaning up shit all this gross stuff And is,
2: that scene is so heartbreaking because may because jennifer's acting like nothing happened and jk simmons looks like and jk simmons has a hook for some reason uh but neither here nor there <laughs>
1: Uh, I like that we've never discussed it. We're yeah. like, J.K. Simmons, hook hands.
2: Hook hands. And Jennifer is, like, very cold about, like, what happened, about, like, how everybody died the night before. Like, she does not care about any of it. And we still know, like, what's going on with her. But the, the scene that really got me was Needy was like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. What's wrong? She's like, do you not know, remember last night? And she's like, no. And she's like, and then it cuts to her, like, cleaning up everything and, like, crying. And, like, that is, anybody who's had, like, a toxic friendship, where you're always cleaning up your friend's messes and they don't realize what they've done wrong. That is so like Uh, on point to everything of just like literally cleaning up your friend's mess and her not not remembering is just like, ugh.
1: Or like acting like, last night was crazy, right? You're like, you just don't give a fuck. Um, But also granted, we know why she doesn't give a fuck. She had a whole other life change. But like Jennifer like rolls up to Needy with like this stone like just like where's where's it at modest at? you're like adorable but hey <laughs> but like she like also get reminded that jennifer is also a little racist <laughs> so <laughs> she shoved her nails from cleaning up all the gook on yeah. her stuff she's like wow you need like a petty really bad you need did she say you need a an-
2: like i can't a, remember like a like like a chinese lady to like clean you up or whatever
1: yeah or, like- you need know, a chinese lady to clean up your situation you're like I mean, it's it,
2: it is a I mean, it is a unflattering stereotype. But we gotta say they do do a good job, from what I've everything heard. Like, <laughs> like <The> Korean <laughs> do a great job. Anyway,
1: I was just like I remember thinking I'm like I don't think she got the right Asian, but that's fine. We've gone too far.
2: <laughs> that close, <laughs> close enough for your stereotype.
1: Oh God! So she like Needy is just in disarray, and like you describing like yeah. Being in that friendship where your friend just does not give a full fuck, and you're like, I just my whole life's been wrecked, and you look immaculate, first mm-hmm. off. And so they're, they're talking about it in class. So just like a lot of our friends and family died, and like she's like, did anybody die like that we know? She's like, we knew everybody. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? But like the straight up, she's like, oh my god, she ate shit. Like this like conversation of just like completely like immediately a sociopath, but mm-hmm. maybe Jennifer always kind of was, but. I mean, granted, Jennifer goes through this big change that we later find out. So she is just, like, straight up, a oh, cunt all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden you see a football player in the classroom who's just crying because one of the guys, I think it was Craig, is a yeah. football player that, like, was like, oh, hi, Jennifer. And she's like, no.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: And she said he was an R-word, math.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so basically, just to touch on some bigger points here. She that stuff happens where you can tell there's been a change, and then she just goes on. Spoiler, she's a succubus now. Uh she yes. is because apparently, when you try to sacrifice a virgin that's not not a virgin, the demon that that sacrifice to do, like takes over the vessel. So Jennifer's now is a succubus, and she has to feed on these men in order to like stay alive, like stay, stay hot, stay dewy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> she has to stay dewy. And the way she goes about this, you feel kind of bad for the guys. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but but you do feel bad for like the dumb football player who misses his friend. Uh, but also, yeah. In, yeah, you do feel bad because she like takes advantage. She's like, Hey, you actually wanted us to be together. He thought we'd be cute. And then. We'd be such a
1: banging couple. he's like.
2: Craig said that? She's like.
1: Yeah. And then. Like all of a sudden. Those animals. Because they're in the forest at this point. He's just been crying. Which I love the scene. Of it drawing up to him. And this heavy metal music's playing. Yeah. And he's just like. Super sad that his friend died. And she's like. That's so sad. So they go in the forest. She's like, Will she hook up? And he's like, oh, Okay. Because he's a teenage boy. And all these animals start circling them, which immediately makes me think of South Park's Christmas critters. critters. Woodland Critter
2: Christmas. <laughs> yes. Be like, Yes. I thought of Woodland Critter Christmas as well. Yes. I thought of that. Which, as- oh my God um but like
1: that scene because i feel like if anybody who follows like occult stuff or any kind of like thing lore following mm-hmm. succubus stuff i eat this shit up like you have a pile of like woodland creatures following you and he's like what's happening right now she's like they're waiting i'm like what,
2: yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? yeah and, and, you, and you can't tell if the woodland critters are like into it or they're like opposed to it you you can't tell
1: i think they just want to it's like you know how some animals know to run away when there's a storm? I think mm. if this is, like, the opposite.
2: Like, I think the storm is coming. We should go watch. We should go I, watch this succubus eat this football player.
1: Yum, it, yum, yum. <laughs> the scene, like, all of a sudden she unzips her, her, her little, little uh, leggy. Oh.
2: Uh, boobs. Uh,
1: um, like which I don't know if those sweating. are
2: her boobs.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I think they – Because they looked bigger. And I was just like, oh, those are Megan Fox boobies.
2: I'll need to ref- i need to rewind it for science and just really- <laughs> I'm gonna i I'm like, gonna compare some circumferences and then I'm gonna search circumference. Uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that we didn't do too much CGI in this movie. We had like more practical effects more than mm-hmm. anything. But like the the mouth opening scene where she was just like Mleh! and then comes at him and you just hear the screaming and J. K. Simmons with his one hook like you let it out. Yeah.
2: Let- <laughs> That's so funny just the, just the the death screams instead of just like oh you just gotta feel it you just gotta feel
1: it. <laughs> so fucking funny and, and then t- cut to oh no motherfucker died yeah. um and then uh, the next thing you see Jennifer looking spectacular yeah because like, and I think a lot of people when they first saw this movie you know like oh she's just being hot in the water like no she just killed a boy that's why she looks extra fucking hot yeah she'd like and- clean herself
2: off she's like like wash off all the blood oh god all the steam coming off of
1: her and she's just extra beautiful and she comes out and i think it cuts to uh needy going to talk to chip and he's like uh old boy who's crying in class today died and he got mutilated so she's like what the fuck which he's right it is a very weird thing to happen post there being a giant fire Mm -hmm, Um, yeah she comes over, and they're just like kind of sitting in a, like a little park area in his neighborhood, watching. They're like, "It's fucking weird." I love Chip being the teenage boy that he is. And he's just like, "You wanna come over still?
2: You wanna mm-hmm. come? Over, you wanna hang out still? You wanna? You wanna do <laughs> that?" I got some more condoms from the from the grocery store. I think I, he said from Costco, no yeah, Target. More, <laughs> yeah, I think there's more condoms from Target. And I think um, it. I don't think it happens. I think it is the yeah. So you've got all J- Jennifer is now glowing. You're still kind of wondering what's going on. My favorite thing though, is the juxtaposition. And Stephanie even pointed this out that she's like, is this like a juxtaposition to be like good sex and bad sex? Because fast forward a little, little bit, like some weird stuff keeps happening and whatnot, but you have the juxtaposition scene between chip and needy having sex for like the first time. And then mm-hmm. poor, uh Colin and Jennifer, like in the weird abandoned house and the weird abandoned house thing I can relate to. Cause there's this girl I met one time and I was like talking to her and we went on like a date to a place like the melody Inn to watch like a band play. And I was like, I don't like this. So then we left and went back to her house and the first floor of her house was like under remodel. And it was just like uh. plastic everywhere until we went up to a room and it was like a regular room, but there's nothing I didn't realize how much my my life mimicked this until just now, but there's nothing more alarming than like going to like a shitty hole in the wall bar, then going back to a girl's house, and it be like under construction with plasterware. Because you're like, oh no, I'm gonna die. What's about to happen? Yeah,
1: because it's like granted your gender is awful, but this is the it's a very. How <laughs> <Hey laughs> now I agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> but this reverse of just taking over the the vulnerability of a boy is just like cool this girl who's really hot she's into me oh no she's into me what's that to happen mm-hmm. um okay so they go from talking to the park about what's been going on but like me being the great narrator is just, just like we started to heal and all of a sudden this fucking this fucking song is playing all the time and they're talking <laughs> about like they have this memorial of everybody who died so it's like months later and i like how we progress and it's not too much of a silly montage mm-hmm. um but there's a scene in class again with jk simmons hook hands And he was like they were talking about how like that band, Low Shoulder, they're gotten bigger since that fire. And which kind of you're like, that's kinda weird. Um, and they were talking about how this song has become their un what did they say? It was like basically their their theme song. Yeah. Or like yeah, their little national anthem. And he brought up like, That's kinda scummy that they do that and like a portion of the music, like of their money is gonna go to them. Mm-hmm. um all of a sudden you see jennifer who's like this is fucking lame and you see her face she's like pale. she's like got she's a little broke out um and media's just like hey are you feeling okay look really tired she's like no you look like one of the normal girls i hate this and you're like that's an interesting <laughs> sentence to say uh, <laughs> and she says the words it's like it's wearing off and she just says it's so cavalier and like doesn't acknowledge it which i love that i love that shit like, oh, would you just drop, bitch? Would you just drop? What's wearing off? What's wearing mm-hmm. off? Um, And then they cut to Colin coming up to, he's like, hey, hey, Jennifer. Remember how we're talking about Hamlet? And she's like, is he gonna fuck his mom? Which makes me laugh very hard. <laughs> I'm just like, you big silly. You big goof goof. But basically, she, like, is very much, I think you kind of start to see the process of, like, oh, she prefers, like, a process like i'm gonna give you the idea that you can have me but it's all gonna lead up to something really bad so it's like the hunt like and i definitely like this like moment where she realized she's like you know what he's kind of into me or no that's what it was is that needy was like i think colin's nice he's like oh do you all right yeah yeah it was like this glimpse of like she saw that needy might like this boy mm-hmm. and was just like i'm gonna go eat him um yeah. brings up chip in conversation like Chip's been really really cute that's nice she's like what you're doing right now what are
2: you doing it's very much like she is a demon but this is very much like girl world where it's like i don't want that guy unless you want him then i want to show you that i'm better than you and i can have him and you can't
1: Ah, it's real messy and it's delicious
2: uh your gender also worse your gender is also kind of shitty too i think we're all just shitty people i think we're i think we're also
1: yeah no definitely the the complexities of girls like between like Not even just eras of, like, the world and decades. I'm talking, like, between, like, high school to our, like, 30s. And sometimes later on. But they're just the
2: worst.
0: They're so mean. We're
2: we're all bad people. And then I do love the scene, though, where you have uh, Colin getting, getting ready to get eaten and, like, his sex stuff. And then put Chip and Needy just doing their best. And just- yeah,
1: I like this Venn diagram of just like, and it, they kind of like have these little comparisons where she, she's like, "Oh God," the scene where Jennifer kills Colin, she's like, "Are you scared?" She's like, "I need you scared." I like, she like fucking breaks his arm and twists him up, and like she just like unhinges uh, her jaw and like starts like, "Yeah," all while this t- these two over there are just trying to be cute. And- yeah. Just try to be cute. And then she like, Needy can kind of see what's happening, which is like so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Why, nice psychic connection. Exactly. Like the psychic connection, why she is trying to have sex with Chip and like Jennifer is killing Colin. So she like all of a sudden sees the football player over there in the corner while they're fucking. And like, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And, but Jennifer's like sitting up like a little gremlin, which is so creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, blood falling from the ceiling. um, and I don't know if they do this before or after. There was a part where Needy and Jennifer, when they were little girls, they she's like, ow, I like hurt myself. I got a, like a little thing in my hand mm. and like Needy like sucks the blood off her hand because yeah. they're little kids. She's like, don't tell my mom. She'll make me get a shot. She's like, I'll never tell on you, which is like very telling of where their friendship was, even mm-hmm. as little kids. But like, I have a theory and it's gonna, I don't know how it's gonna sound. I feel like, because Needy sucked the blood of her friend when they were kids, all of a sudden, she has this, like, when she became a succubus, she has this ability to be connected to her in such a weird way. That makes I sense. Don't. That makes sense. It's just something. It's possible. It's, it's possible. it's possible.
2: My favorite line in that entire scene, though, is Needy starts freaking out because she's a blood-blooded man. She starts crying or whatever. And Chip goes, is it too big? And I was like, if you, Chip! Have, to, if you have to ask, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the big ones hurt. Yours is perfect. She oh. will let you know if it's too big, uh, like immediately. Yeah, like, like immediately. Oh, and then you're like, "I don't.
1: That's all I have. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do." And oh. also, if you are too big, you'll know. Yeah, as a man, you're like, yeah. "Oh, this one thing's not going in this other thing very well. What do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> at <laughs> that, that like, point, you, <laughs> it's just at me that trying point. to my fist this with my other fist.
2: At that point, you just put on your, your overcoat and your hat. You tip your hat and go, I bid you adieu, my lady. This isn't going to work out.
1: I'm so sorry.
2: Farewell that my massive hog is, will not <laughs> fit. Pardon me. My hog's just too big for you. La-di-da. I must take hog to different market. Farewell, my lady. Thank you
1: um okay so uh needy immediately leaves and she's freaking out she's like oh god i think i saw a thing and i'm freaking out i don't know what's mm-hmm. happening because i feel like if you're a teen girl and you're trying to have sex with your boyfriend and you're seeing all this weird stuff i would feel like i'm going fucking crazy um, oh like, yeah awesome. so she gets in her car and all of a sudden she sees jennifer and she swerves right. but jennifer's covered in blood and a hoodie the same same thing seems to she's wearing notice that her skin is impeccable again mm-hmm. interesting yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, Oh, also, real quick, when she was killing Colin, can we talk about how Akon was playing? <laughs> I see you winding and grinding Acon. all on
2: the floor. Akon should be playing during every murder. Uh, I th- <laughs> every sex scene also. <laughs> every, every sex scene or sexy murder or just murder, play Akon. It is good.
1: <laughs> I d- um, so she sees her, and she gets very scared, and she's like, what?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah, just very feral on the, yeah, just ruins the Sebring. Terrible. And I, but then you have the scene. You get to the scene that defines this movie that was the awakening for Ooh. everybody when they just, when Jennifer comes into the room and you've got that makeout scene that rivals Black Swan as like the best makeout scene of the year 2009. It mm. was intense. It's sensual you know that they've done stuff before because Jennifer has that line that says, let, let, let's play boyfriend and girlfriend again. So they, we always play, oh, what did she
1: say? She's like, we always play boyfriend and girlfriend when we had sleepovers. You're like.
2: So girl? clearly, clearly that Needy is very, so is Needy, Jennifer is very like open sexually and everything. Needy is the one who's like really closed off and ashamed, correct? Because, I don't think
1: she's closed off and ashamed. I feel like it's more like Needy is just like, hey, let's have some tact about something but jennifer definitely uses it as a weapon towards everybody including needy because she brings up like we always play boyfriend girlfriend it's the face she makes so when she comes into needy's house because needy has been freaking out she's like i just saw you i could have swore i just saw you Mm -hmm. she's like stop freaking out you're being silly because needy goes to her room and all of a sudden this bitch is in her room Mm -hmm. which is probably very scary but she's just like "Stop freaking out we always play boyfriend and girl like the it's the power play of that. Cause I think she definitely uses it as like, almost like as a secret, mm-hmm. which you think it wouldn't be a weaponizing thing between two. Like, yeah, we used to hook up whatever, but no, I get, I guess in the, the aspect of just like, everyone says we're gay and we're just friends and I have a boyfriend I really love and you hook up with other people all the time, but it's just like, if you say, if you're mean to me, I'm going to bring it up or like, I don't know. It feels like there's this always long string of like, we used to like touch yeah. each other a lot, which yeah. I'm like,
2: <laughs> mm, yeah, but
1: it's it's <laughs> a rise, very
2: yeah, it's a very sensual scene. It's, it's shot very tastefully. It is mm-hmm. very hot. It does what it's supposed to do. Uh, but then uh, one thumb, like, one yeah, little thumb. like oh my god, yeah. And you, she, but then they pull back and they're like, what are we doing? Oh my god! And then you just yeah, she like leaps out the window as you do when you are shunned by your potential lesbian lover. Yes. We'll go
1: back to that. (laughs) So, like, the kissing seems very powerful, but Nita's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because to me, I feel like there was this moment of enchantment again Mm -hmm. where I think Jennifer has discovered that she has this ability to seduce. She always will because she's super hot. But when you lean into, like, being someone who's really good at seducing, plus you're being a succubus and you have to survive on, like, killing somebody, but what makes it, like, more palpable for any kind of succubus? Because I feel like in most succubus stories, it's all about... Don't yeah. you want to come kiss me? Like, I mm-hmm. do want to come kiss you. All. Um, so she like, hold on, okay, I'll tell you what's going on because you're my best friend and I'm gonna tell you everything. So she tells her the night of the fire, I got into that van. I was very scared. Um, they started doing occult shit and threatening my life, and then they stabbed me, sacrificing me to the devil, and but I survived. Like, mm-hmm. and you see the scene where he throws the knife into that little whirlpool that devil kettle yeah. is known for. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she, like, talks about how she, like, I ran into, I think it's Amit is yeah. his name. Yeah. The, the support exchange, student. And she finds him. She's like, does anyone know you're alive? He's like, no. She's like, come here. I'll help you. Which, you know, she that seems him. very, she ate him. But it's the way that vulnerability of that boy who's, like, in a country he doesn't know. And he, like, like, he looks so worried and scared. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, I'll help you. And, like, eats the fuck out of him. You know he- Cause I thought he was dead anyway. Mm -hmm. So she eats him and she's like, I found myself back to you and I couldn't bear myself to hurt you. And, and she like shows her the thing like, Oh, watch this. So I think she takes uh, a pencil. Yeah. she like She's like, it's like some X-Men shit. That's so cool. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, she's like, I just know when I like, I need to feel full. Like, uh, that's when I'm really cool and strong. And she's just like, what do you mean when you're full? And she sees the change in Needy's face Mm -hmm. when she's like, Uh, I just told you basically some of what I have to do to stay full. And you need me to emphasize what that means, which is means you're not cool with it, which again, I feel like they immediately became like a metaphor for their friendship. Just like, I'm going to do this gay stuff with you, but you feel a little weird towards me and vice versa. They both feel weird towards each other about the gay stuff they've done to each other. And then you're like, are you going to be weird to me about the, the murders I've committed? All right. (laughs) immediately gaslights and she's like wow you really should talk to somebody about these weird thoughts you're having that'd be crazy if you were crazy and just like leaps out the window yes it's that scene is so frustrating and so put together very well like because yeah we have some sexy stuff but you're like oh she's a fucking asshole which I think she was an asshole before she became a succubus, but it's like amplified now. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. It makes me sad. It, it's,
2: it, it is very sad. It's a very sad scene. And then uh, Needy has to like break up with Chip because it's not safe. And then- Which uh, I like, I don't think that makes him safer, you breaking up with him. But I guess
1: her theory, theory is just like, any boy I've liked, she is going to probably yeah. end up killing. And then, like, girl, she, let's...
2: and then she ends up trying to kill him because you've got the scene at the dance where, which first off, first off, needy dress iconic. Uh, I don't want to keep using that word. It is just, I don't know what that was happening in that, but it was crazy.
1: It was bubblegum princess. Oh, her mom just loves her so much. And it's mm-hmm. just so up. I like when she breaks up with Chip and Chip is like, I already got corsage. was
2: Yeah, I, I, got a, <laughs> I got a corsage. I paid $12. <laughs> he's, like, just, he's so upset. He's just like, this is fucking and he's like getting ready for prom
1: too, and oh uh, god, his sister Camille and him take those little pictures back
2: to back. Mm-hmm. And so then, funny. as we get get to the end of the movie here, it is uh the pool scene. I love me a good pool fight. Love mm-hmm. a good. You got the you got the shitty band who shows up at the school to like play their song again, and it's like so patronizing and great. I know it's so paid. low shoulder baby. They're like they're 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 here off their. World tour to play this high school as like, so that was fun. But yeah, I love me a good pool showdown. You've got Chip making out with Megan Fox. You've got or with Jennifer. And he's just, I, I love when a guy gets dumbed and he's like, I guess I'll make out with your friend. I guess that's fine. I guess it's okay. To be fair, Chip's
1: an idiot. Uh, but also Jennifer is very manipulative. She's just like, I have to tell you something. Nini's been cheating on you. What? With Colin and Colin, they already know Colin died because yeah. he gets brought up, which they cut the scene out of the movie. There was a funeral for Colin and like, it was very dramatic and very upsetting, but they're like, eh, we don't really need it. Yeah. But, um, there, she's like, they were, she was like, they were hooking up on a semi-regular basis. Total varsity moves. I'm
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. i like, okay. I love varsity. A uh, Varsity moves is just when you have sex in your letterman's jacket. That's all that <laughs> it's just you saying touchdown after you come. That's all. It is. It's like I got fingered with his class ring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Whoa, you're welcome for that. I think, but she like okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say these episodes with you on it have just mentioned the word fingering way too much. uh We, we <laughs> I'm sorry, it's gonna be a weird drinking game for the audience members. Like take a shot every time someone says fingering. Cachao.
1: okay so Jennifer's just like oh we've been making out saying i'm better than needy and you're like that's an interesting sentence he's like Mm -hmm. well why would i say that and it's again very telling of how she feels towards needy it's like if i can't have you i'm gonna fucking ruin your life bitch so she takes him to that like abandoned like play place where they had pools
2: yeah 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 you know the old abandoned pool that every school has
1: Every school has, but needy is just like oh, Chip. <laughs> all <laughs> of a sudden she just knows that Chip is with her. And so she like starts running. And it's like that's weird telepathic feeling mm-hmm. that she is with my shorty. And she starts running those her little puffy dress. And she gets into like the instincts to get into that space. I know some people were like, that's fucking lame. How would she know that? I'm like, because like they're connected spiritually, sexually, and by blood. for whatever reason um but she like sees him and you see that big old fucking mouthy mouth like which i love the prosthetics they use it was just like this like bottom jaw connection Mm -hmm. and this like top from her nose so it's spread out and it just looks so fucking good it's good it's really good effects really good effects um like especially during the Colin scene murder i like that we used a silhouette Mm -hmm. for like the i'm like i do like that sometimes as a person like i like horror movies um i think i got burnt out with some gore and like people doing too much if you can do practical effects within, within your budget i love that yeah absolutely. like mm-hmm. artist brain there's certain things i appreciate so um you cut to like her scene she's like get off my bed Yay! and she cuts she jumps into the pool and like um tries to save chip and chip's just bloodied the fuck up mm-hmm. um and all of a sudden our girl over here is just like whoa She's yeah. like, oh, my God, she can fly? She can't. She's hovering. It's not that impressive. She's like, <laughs> which, again, immediately passive, not passive, aggressive mean things to each other, which are like, hey, maybe don't kill my fucking boyfriend is not set off the jump. It's more like she's just hovering. She's not even good at it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very passive aggressive, like like shitty, like you want to underplay that your friend is hovering.
1: Yeah, and so they like, immediately start fighting, and it's just, like, you st-, she's like, you've always been shitty to me. You used to put lemonade in my bed. I'm like, oh, oh." and she would be like, you would always steal my Barbies. Oh, my God. And and she's like, what did she say? Uh, Something about being socially relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't remember what Jennifer says prior to that moment, but she was just like, back when you didn't have to take laxatives to stay skinny. She's like, Mm. I was a snowflake queen. I'm still relevant. You're
2: like, (laughs) whoa. That, yeah, because the real fight isn't between them physically. It's between, like, the old shit they can bring up and, like, real girl fight, no rule shit.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting that that's the jump just, like, and you just immediately have this. She's like, you could have anybody you want, but you take Chip, which is, like, let's just probably focus on it. It's not even just, like, he's taking, she's taking your boyfriend. Yeah, she could eat anybody, but I like that you are kind of insinuating, like, you can literally kill anybody. Did you just, like, not kill my boyfriend? She's like, why are you liking it so much? It's fucking lame. Mm. And so then she like starts getting so fucking mad and the face change because Megan Fox served so much cunt, is just like, <laughs> I'm going to eat your soul and shit it out, Les nikki And she says her calls her by that name and it's like mean and it's so and like, oh, it's like vicious. You're like, Oh fuck, this is real bad. And like all of a sudden, like Chip like stabs her with a full thingy, which I think it's just a broken pole. Yeah. And Oh, my God. The fucking scene where she has to pull the pole out of her guts. She just like, Al, you have a tampon. <laughs> I thought you, you seem like you might be plugging.
2: <laughs> Nobody says that. But now I do. But now I do. Now,
1: but now I do. But now prior to the prom, like, just to back up a little bit, you see there's a scene where Jennifer's like, she hasn't eaten in a while. Last person she ate was Colin. Um, so she all of a sudden is focused on, like, I'm going to eat fucking chip. Uh-huh. Um. We didn't talk about the scene where she burned her tongue, but we don't hot. just know it was hot. It was hot. <laughs> so you're like, huh? That scene was all over my Tumblr also. And she like, <laughs> it's just, it's oh, so stupid. So she like, um, you see her in the mirror. She's like, I'm not as strong as I used to be. And she's just crying, putting on foundation. And it's the way she's crying. She's like, I and there's a picture. First off, what a narcissist that has a portrait of herself by her makeup here, <laughs> like, I think about that scene. I'm just like, who has a picture of themselves? Aunties who have their own, like, background picture on their phone of themselves. I'm like, that's some toxic-ass shit. <laughs> uh, but just cry putting on makeup. Just like... Ah. So at this point, Jennifer, go back to the pool scene. She hasn't eaten since Colin. She's now eating on Chip, but didn't kill Chip. She only got a little bit of his blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she gets stabbed. So she's pretty fairly weak. And like she'll heal semi somewhat. Yeah. Maybe. But like Chip dies. It's so sad because I do believe even though there's this weird gay love that she, Needy and ha- and Jennifer have for each other, she sees Chip and like, that's still her shorty, that's her baby. That's she takes yeah. his peepers. She likes them.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so all of a sudden it cuts back to Jennifer being in her room. Mm -hmm. And she's like circling out boys She's like yummy. Nah, not into that one. Like looking at like basically a menu, Um, which I guess we didn't bring this up in the very beginning. But that's kind of like where it starts is like Jennifer looking kind of rough in her bedroom while like watching Tony Bennett.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: As you do. As you do, which is also a fun reference from Juno. That's (laughs) just for me um but like we, so we go back to this very scene and all of a sudden you see needy's fucking crazy ass eyes of the hoodie just like
2: yeah bitch. i love the scene that she has so she kills may she she tries to stab her with with, with, a, with a box cutter <laughs> the and, little and, slice on her actually
1: like, yeah yeah
2: yeah and she's like oh you're coming with a box cutter? you got that at home depot you're so butch and it's <laughs> like it's like it's fair it's fair it's fair <laughs> That's I like that. such a funny fucking
1: part. I don't know why it makes me cackle with all of my guts. She's just like a box cutter. Really? Did you get that. You get all your weapons from Home Depot. God, you're butch. You're like, I'm a little aroused by that. <laughs> that is so mean. But, um,
2: but like, then you just have the scene where like that they're, they're fighting and like Jennifer, like, or uh, Needy falls on her, like face, like straight down with the box cutter and stabs her. And she's like, Ow my tit my
1: tit no your heart <laughs> uh,
2: and then but jennifer's, like the, jennifer's mom walks in it starts crying it's just oh it's such it, it's such a hard scene
1: it's a hard ass scene um the the part like right before she officially stabs her she pulls the bff necklace mm-hmm. and you saw that oh i love this shot the shot's super good because she pulls it and you just see jennifer's face is her face changes because again she is weak right now mm-hmm. so i think she's a little like she's Hungry as fuck, like, I'm gonna kill you, bitch. I'm gonna eat you. And she scratches her a little bit, but she's like, when Needy pulls that necklace off, she's like... For those that don't know, I'm making the sad llama face. It's just like, it's just pure, like, it's like, ow, oh, shit, bitch, you really mad. Mm-hmm. Yes, bitch, I'm really mad. She pulls it off, it falls onto the floor, which is such, I love a good locket falling on the ground. It's oh, so yeah. great.
2: I, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like...
1: She went from hovering and, like, knees on top of her, just, like, straight up, like, stabbed. And, oh, God, when her mom comes in, I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed it, is the color in Jennifer's face, dot like, changes after she gets stabbed. She went from looking, like, a succubus who is, like, I need to eat. I, my skin's breaking out. I'm not looking my best. to Oh, shit, I'm really dead because the only way to kill a succubus is stab her in the heart. She goes back to looking normal, like yeah. a normal-ass bitch. And I'm, like, ooh, Let's go. <laughs> and then like I think after that scene we go back to the asylum, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you find out that because she got bitten, uh, Nene has powers. And the movie ends with her tracking down low shoulder and killing all of them. I love me a good revenge ending. And yeah! it's it's just a great way to end it on like a high note that, like, yeah, Jennifer was the villain, but she's not really the villain. She is the victim to this, uh, to this good Charlotte wannabe band.
1: Exactly. No, um on you notice with Needy, like the minute she gets out and like breaks through, like all of a sudden she's practicing levitating, um, which I just love more than anything. Mm-hmm. But like when she gets picked up by that car, her face looks really good. And like mm-hmm. Needy doesn't have her glasses on. She looks super fucking
2: cute. You're I mean, like, yeah. you what
1: Dewey? What's happening here? And she's like, I'm gonna follow a band tonight tonight's the last show, and I'm like
2: I see what you did ah. there.
1: I love how they did the ending considering like i would have eaten up if this was a series and it's all about me tracking down this band Mm -hmm. and killing them oh god it's giving kill bill because you just see like you see footage of them partying doing coke being fucking buck wild white boys and then you cut to like the evidence like when they have to take photos of a murder scene yeah and i'm like it's oh and like with her walking out and the security footage sees her in a hoodie i'm like
2: tight Fucking it, it. It, it's just a great ending and overall it is a really hidden gem of a movie that mm-hmm. i'm glad that it has like this cult status and that it is it sounds weird to be like my bisexual awakening for a lot of women it's like my bisexual awakening was because of jennifer's body but it's like oh i totally get it now i, I totally yeah. get why it was because it, it deals with like female friendship and like how deep that can go and even if you are like experimenting with, with like your friends, it doesn't mean you're bisexual or whatever, but it, it just gives like a deeper meaning to relationships and like queer friendships. And it, it's it's got Leia's toots. It's got So Leia.
1: many layers. And it's like you said, like Jennifer technically is a villain, but isn't a villain. Mm-mm. Like she definitely is an asshole and does mean things to her friend. But like she was forced into becoming a succubus, like didn't have really a choice in that. And she has all of a sudden these new instincts to to moita
2: yeah but but, oh what a great movie
1: oh god what a great movie what a good movie it does fuck me up i think now as i've gotten older like the uh the representation of female friendships is especially with um more hetero presenting female Mm -hmm. friendships when there's a little bit of queerness that we're not discussing and you're like oh you guys are having not only a friendship breakup a possible like romance that could have blossomed and it is yeah. just right
2: now oh yeah yeah. there's so many like i'm sure there's so many papers that have been like discovered written about it and whatever and it's like the, the schlocky kind of movie is like really deep and I, it's good that people on tiktok are, are discovering it and it shows it gives like bisexuals a space to like talk about bisexual stuff I guess. we
1: talk about being bisexual no matter what yeah <laughs>
2: oh, no matter what Oh, as always, this was a lot of fun. And if you liked, uh, first off, what was your favorite kill of the movie? Oh, fuck. This is a hard one. Honestly,
1: probably the very end where she has to kill Jennifer is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. But also her killing Colin... Fucking prime. Like yeah, there's yeah. something about where she like changes her eyes and she like the way she says, again, using sex is a very powerful tool. Like, but saying like very childlike porn, like sex things, just like we can play mommy and daddy and play house. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's that's upsetting. But go yeah. on. Yeah. Like I like the build up of that of that kill. It's yeah. super scary. But the very ending, very emotional, very like
2: yeah. much. I really, yeah, I like this. I like the killing of the box cutter because getting stabbed with a box cutter seems so much worse than getting stabbed with a knife. I don't know why. It just seems so much, it seems like considerably worse.
1: It's like getting, I feel like, one, you're getting through a breastplate to stab a heart mm. with a box cutter is very like, I don't know if it will actually do that. Yeah. But it could. Yeah. But I feel like it's like if you get a paper cut from a butter knife. It's going to be, mm. it's going to give you the owies.
2: Yeah. And then what was your oh shit moment from the movie? Ooh. Mine that's, that's, is mine is them making out because I was like, oh shit, <laughs> they kiss it
1: Oh no, I think my oh shit moment is around that same scene, not just them kissing because
2: yeah. yeah,
1: that's 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 gonna happen. But I think honestly, her describing what happened to her is my oh shit moment, where all of a sudden where they're singing, uh, "Jenny, I got your number." Yeah. It's so Oh fuck, that's a really good kill scene. We didn't discuss that. Like when they stabbed her, mm-hmm. and they're like, All right, do you want to be one of these lame boys, or do you want to be like Maroon 5? Maroon 5? <laughs> <laughs> and he like holds the knife and he's like, Alright, get ready, it's gonna be gnarly. And it's yeah. such a ridiculous, funny scene, but it's so fucking it's intense. Oh, oh shit, yeah. you know what we're talking about? Needy found the murder weapon that those guys killed her with. That killed yes. Jennifer with, mm-hmm. and the fucking Warhol. She found the spot where all that stuff goes. You see all the balls
2: from the test yeah. scientists.
1: Oh, it's so good. Oh, fuck, that movie's good. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: if you liked uh, Jennifer's body, what what movie would you recommend?
1: <laughs> That's a hard
2: one. Uh, what what you think about? Uh, Queen of the Damned is also that that we did last week was a very yes. big bisexual uh, iconic mm-hmm. movie. If you like that. Um, I would also recommend Black Swan.
1: Black Swan is a horror movie and I do forget about it being yes. a horror movie. Yeah. Um, so psychologically frustrating. Um,
2: That's, just Darren Arno- Swan- <laughs> That's just Darren Aronofsky making a movie. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, yeah,
1: yeah. Ew. That movie's really good. And then I'm trying to think, I do have one on the tip of my tongue, so you bear with me for a second. Um, There is a movie that definitely like resonates with me when I have to watch this movie. It's... Not scream. What am I thinking of right now? It's probably gonna be one of those weird A twenty four movies. Um
2: Hereditary, Midsummer?
1: Uh, Midsummer. I what? would recommend Midsummer. Like it's not in the bisexual realm, but it's that frustration. Yeah. Of of murder and like build up and like psychological terror. Like that's mm-hmm. ugh. oh yeah.
2: So good. And then, Tina, as always, where can people find you if they want to enjoy more of you? Like, like the audience loves you already, but where can they find you again in case they, they didn't listen to our wonderful Queen of the Damned episode?
1: Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Horchata Del Rey. And then you guys can, can find me on TikTok at Lumpy Tentacles. That's Lumpy, T-E-N-N-A-H-C-L-E-S, because I'm frustrating.
2: Yeah, and you got uh, Spicy Magic Vibes as your podcast.
1: Yes, Spicy Magic Vibes is a podcast which is mostly just like a recap of our live show. Um, and if you're ever in the Indianapolis area, please come see us at Spicy Magic Comedy Night at the White Rabbit Cabaret.
2: Well, as always, we forgot to find some more bisexual movies to talk about, or just some horny movies or something to talk about. Because we, I'll, I'll, I'll have to have you back on because you were so much fun. People love you. I love you. And Tennant, you are one of my favorite people in the entire world. And thank you so much for oh, like helping us out. thank and you. Just, yeah, I hope you had as much fun as we did. I did. All right, you ready to hit us with that, Barbara? On the way out, I'm ready. All right, they're coming to get you, Barbara.
0: They're coming to get you. They're coming
1: for you, Barbara.
0: They're coming to get you.